0: You alright? My name's Paul, I've got autism, and I make random videos based on my version of autism and the way my head works, and I stick the videos on the internet in case you fancy giving them a watch. And I hope you're doing alright. I'm not, I'm very unwell, which might be evident if you've heard me before. I don't usually sound like this, I don't think. And I, I feel like I sound different. But my windpipe is knackered, my throat is so sore, my chest is sore. My nose is fine, so it sort of just starts at the throat. Um and, and don't get me wrong, back in the day I used to suffer a lot with throat infections, uh viral throat infections. And this is what it kind of feels like. So I've had a terrible sleep because I can just hear wheezing and crackling and then it makes you cough and not fun. So um yeah, I just started moaning about that. So if if there's any editing in the video, it's because I'll have gone on a coughing spree and I just wanted to get rid of that. Otherwise, you'll see me cough over there and I'll turn the sound down (laughs) because it's not fun to watch someone suffer. Um, Anyway, it's been ages since I've sat here and done a video, so I feel like I'm coming back, talking to me mates Um, because I did a video, then about a month later, I did a video where I did the solo travel and went to Barcelona. Um, And now this is the first time I'm actually you know, sitting in front of my own camera and doing it. So it's, it feels like ages. Like I've got everything wrong setting it up again. Like I've left the blinds open. I usually always close them. So you can probably see a big shine on my bald potato head. Um, But for those who don't know, who only listen to this on like Spotify or whatever, um, I did a video where I went and did solo travel, Um, but it was too awkward to turn into an audio because it wouldn't have made any sense. So if you're wondering what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the last video I put up. Um but I've got to be honest with you my friends, I'm not doing another one of them videos. Um I wasn't after praise or anything, but I also wasn't after critiquing about how bad my editing skills are and how long the video was. It's like look, I'm not a video editor, clearly. I just did what I could. You know, I'd love to see some people like who are not a joiner get a load of wood, screws, materials, you know, and then try and build a shed like you're not going to build a flawless shed you know what i mean just give people the due don't expect everybody to do perfect 100 percent of the time i at least i try you know at least i just give things a bash but yeah i got knocked for the editing of it i got knocked for how long it was but i built in a load of chapters so you could click through wherever you wanted you know and i suppose it's tricky because you know people were asking me to go and do it but they weren't telling me what they wanted me to cover because they didn't know themselves and then i went i did the video i put it online and then some of the same people were coming back saying yeah that's not what i needed covering it's like then what did you need covering so if you're one of them people tell me beforehand you know don't criticize after the fact because it does nobody any favours. And I'm, I'm aware I'm just being grumpy because I'm unwell. I'm aware of that. And I'm a grumpy guy. You know I am. So I'm just double grumpy today. Um, but what's been going on? Um, because it's been a while. I've got a new interface, um, which is the thing this microphone plugs into on the computer, um, which has been a long, long time coming. So I just hope it's actually working right now, and I'm not just. Talking to myself, (laughs) which I know I'm doing anyway, but, you know, I hope it's actually picking it up. It says it is, but whether it is or not, I don't know. Um, And some phenomenal news for those of you who are very tired of talking, uh, listening to me talk about my knee. Finally, I have an appointment with the right team to go and talk about it. So 9th of June, which is probably when this video is going up. 8:40 8.40 a.m. I'm going to speak to some woman called Gina, um, who's part of a musculoskeletal team, musculoskeletal team, um, and I feel sorry for her, because obviously it's been over a year, I'm in pain, but what's really annoying, the last week, my has been alright, it's like, don't you start, do not start being alright now, you're getting operated on, behave. So I'm just, you know, obviously just to sit in front of her and say, look, it's been over a year, I can't run, I can't walk properly, I can't box, I can't row, I can't play with the dog, I can't go out hiking, you know, anything I would have done, I can't do. I banged more weight on, you know, that's not good for your brains either when you're not used to being as chunky and wobbly as I am now. You know, and I'll appeal to a humane side and just say, please, you know, <laughs> And people are warning me. They're saying, "Oh, the recovery is rough. It's like Souls walking on it for a year. I'm sure I can walk on a painful knee for a bit longer, you know." But um, yeah, so 9th of June, I'm going to see someone about my knee, and I'm I'm so excited. Speaking of other things I don't like, dentists. Um, there's a very kind gentleman who's watched my channel, and he's reached out, and he is a dentist, and he's like saying all the nice, reassuring things that an autistic person who's petrified of a dentist needs to hear. Um, so I'm, I'm having a chat with him at the minute and um, you know he might be extracting one of my teeth because I need one extracting. It rubs on my lower teeth, um, a wisdom tooth on my top, my left side. Uh, it rubs on the bottom teeth below because I've got a tooth missing a silly boy, Paul, pulled it out a million years ago when he was nowhere near a dentist working away. Uh, it was a clean pull. There was an abscess under it, so I ripped it out when I was drunk and went and got medication for it. I would not advise anyone to ever do that. Um, but it's actually really nice, even though it's just been email exchanges at the minute, to talk to someone who you're fearful of their occupation, to you know, and sort of talk to the humane side and you know it has been great, saying, "Look, I get you now I've got really strong numbing agents for the gums, and can sit you up more in the chair rather than you being flat." All the things that I'm dreadfully fearful of. So, um, fingers crossed that'll all go well. And um, you know, I I, I I appreciate it, and maybe that'll be one of my on the road podcasts if I can interview a dentist. So, the rest of us who are fearful, you know, I can put forward the questions and. I don't know, I just, I just see these people in these positions that I'm fearful of their occupation. And, I all, and the first thing I said when I walked into my current dentist where I, I go now was, I just, I just wish you were my friend because if you were my friend and you were causing me a bit of pain, I also know you've got my best interest at heart. It's not just your job and you're not just ripping a tooth out of face. But he couldn't get it, you know. He's a nice dude though, but um, this other dude is a... It's top of my list because he was the good guy who reached out. And, you know, that's, you know, there are not many uh, perks outside of getting the odd email where it's like, thank you, Paul. You know, they are, I I just wish I could take praise and I wish I could, I don't know. I'm going to shut up about that now anyway. But anyway, so cheers, Mr. Dentist. Um, What else is going on? Oh, George, my dog, has had his uh, reproductive. You know, round things removed, oval things removed. So we had that done on Wednesday, and he's fine, absolutely fine. It was also his birthday on the second of June. Um, so he's he was outside this morning with a deer leg, having a chomp of that. You know, it wasn't attached to the deer. You know, it's just one from a pet shop. Um, but he's fine. He had one day where he was groggy and tired and didn't care about anything, and he's been perfect ever since. So. Good news on that front. So I'm looking forward to getting back out with him, hopefully see a little bit of a change to turn him back into a, the fun dog he can be rather than the scent driven dog that he's become because of his, uh, hormones and all that. Anyway, I've waffled for too long, my friends, I want to talk to you about something and it's about the blue disability badge because I've decided to apply for it and I have applied for it and I want to explain why. And what it is, because if you're on the other side of the earth, you'll be like, what's a blue disability badge? Well, basically, it's something you put in your car. And when a traffic warden walks by, they will see that and you are forgiven for certain things. So, like in England, we have double yellow lines on roads. And that means you are not allowed to park where those double yellow lines are. And if you do, it's illegal. Your car can get towed, you know. Uh, Whereas... There are, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are still some sections you cannot park on a double yellow line, even if you have a disabled badge, but, you know, there's more. Like, for instance, there's a takeaway in town with double yellow lines. I could park there if I had a, a blue badge. Not that I would, but I could. Um... You know, and, and they are for people, generally, or they always were for people who have mobility issues and they can't walk far. So there's the supermarket, this car parking bay is right at the front for disabled people, and they would park as close to the shop to go in the shop, limit their range of, of, uh, of movement for walking, and you know that, that's what the badge affords you. Now, I'm, I'm a fearful guy you know, this, you know, full of anxiety and full of stress. Uh, it's my natural baseline. I don't get like a nice plateau and then, you know, things drop me. I just start dropped. I wake up and it's like, it's like, I ask myself, right, what are we already anxious about today? You know, it's like, cause I know it's in there. I've just got to find the reason. Um, but I'm, you know, I've had a birthday since I've done, uh, the last lot of videos as well. And, um, The thing with getting older (coughs) is I've said it before and it is very fearful and I do need to dedicate time to really think and talk about it. But you don't have the strength that you're used to. You don't have the patience that you're used to. You don't have the understanding that you're used to because everything is finite. And when you try, 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 try and you get nothing, 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 And you're trying your hardest so people just don't realise that you're making every social situation as neutral as it can be. It gets tiring. It gets very tiring and I come home, I'm exhausted. My weekends that I use for recharge, they're not cutting the mustard anymore. I'm not getting fully recharged anymore. So whereas I used to be able to finish work on a Friday, roll around Monday and I'd be back to 100% again, now I'm rolling around like 85% at best. And that's because of age. Because you do get tired and you have other ailments like my knee and sleeping issues and this weird track infection. And yeah. And the one thing I've realized is I need to start reaching out to take not advantage, but to get what's mine, you know, to 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 stop going, do you know what? you know, blue disabled badge for people who cannot walk far, you know, young uh, people with young children with, um, you know, breathing apparatus and, you know, they've got to lug things around for them. And, you know, that's what it's for. That is what the blue badge is for. It's like, yeah, for supermarkets, for, you know, when you're outside of somebody's home where they might have double yellow lines. I get that, but there are other people who need them. And I'm I, I I'm one of those now. I strongly believe I am, and you know what? A thousand people will disagree, but that's why I'm doing this, and this is why I've applied because I want to fight the thousand people. Because I strongly believe, and it's another one of those things with adult autism. You know, you have forgotten. You you can crack on. You already work. You already were working. You already lived. You are, you are you were already existing. So just carry on. Don't annoy me. And the way England is set up for healthcare is. They only care about your health once you're already broken. They don't do anything proactively. You know, like I, I I think I mentioned it a while ago, but I'm still looking at private healthcare. I'm still trying to find someone who will give me a full blood work, urine work, you know, health, basically an MOT to make sure I'm still okay to go for the next year rather than feeling unwell going and finding out I've got, you know, something serious that can't be a, can't be remedied, which maybe it could with proactive checks, you know, everything's just so reactive. And I hate it. So I'm trying to be proactive for myself, I can feel myself diminishing. I can feel myself struggling more, I can feel myself not being the person I used to be. Just because of age, and because the world changes at such a pace, and I can't keep up. And I I get told now, what I'm supposed to support and what I'm supposed to believe in. And you know, like, you know, in, in uh, I'm not even going to get into that, actually. I don't want to, because I'll be here all day doing that. But let's just say, in the year 2000, if somebody told you they were different, you could say, "Ah, oh, I'm not bothered, crack on, mate. And they'd go, oh, cheers for that, you know, thanks for not being bothered. Whereas now, if someone tells you they're different, and you go, I don't care, crack on. They're like, how dare you? And it's like, whoa, why should I care what you are, so long as you're a good person? Don't tell me what I'm supposed to do with my life and how I'm supposed to think. I'm autistic. And it's like in the in the top trumps of disabilities and, you know, the, everything that can sort of go wrong and where you get your forgiveness on. People have absolutely forgotten that in autism, there can be that difficulty in flexibility of thought. And I'm an 80s kid, you know? So, uh... There are some things that are happening today I can't figure out, like furries. What on earth is a furry, a grown person dressed in a dog or a cat costume? Crack on, do your thing, but don't expect me to care about it. I'll just walk past you like I've not seen you, but don't think you're getting special treatment there. I walk past everyone like I've never seen them. I just don't care what people do, but apparently that's a problem now. So I struggle with that. You know, The world is changing, which makes it harder for people like me. I can't conform to the conformities people want me to do. But it was fine 10 years ago because I didn't have to do all these things. And I wasn't hateful either. I just don't care. I want everyone to be happy, healthy, and to leave me alone. You know, be legal, be consensual, treat people how you want to be treated and don't do to others what you wouldn't want done to yourself and the world will be a better place overnight like that. But I'm tired. I'm finding things harder. So I went online and I... I applied for the uh, blue disability badge so I can hopefully try and get one. Now I've just told you exactly why I've applied. Things are harder. I travel for work. I hit a lot of obstacles as I travel for work and they are the thing that's the problem and not the job. And you know, I can phone in sick. I don't, but I could because I feel like I need to, like I, I, I rearrange my work for the days I absolutely can't travel. Because I'm too worked up and I can't deal with it. Now, those rearrangement of days are going to turn into sick days in the end. And I'm trying to get ahead of it. But because England doesn't work that way, I've really got to try and force this issue. So I'm doing this video to talk about the application. And I'll do a video whether I get accepted or denied, which we are pretty confident, my friends. There's going to be a denial. So the reason I feel I'm going to get denied, or the actual blue badge itself, I've got some notes, allow me. So it puts it talks about it having a substantial disability that lasts for about three years, autism, tick. It has a very strong focus on walking, which is what I've always believed as a kid. You know, you're not able to walk at all, or you've got great difficulty in walking from the to and from the car. Uh, you might be likely to come into harm, or you're likely to harm someone. There was a big focus on if you're registered blind, which panicked me because I don't want people driving if they're blind. But it must be for if someone else is filling it out on their behalf, I guess. Um, There was some automatic qualifiers where no further assessment is needed. And that's if people are already receiving a higher level of disability living allowance or they already receive the mobility component of personal independent payment. Now, I'm also going to apply for that too. And I'll keep you updated on videos with that. Because I've got to fight the man. I've got to fight people who don't know anything about my version of autism. Um, It says you may still be eligible, if you're unable to walk, considerable difficulty walking, or you're at risk of harm or causing harm. And then, and only then, after all these points, does it talk about, it could be linked to a hidden disability, including autism. And it references a few more as well, but it also talks about whether you're a, a veteran, you know, an injured veteran and war pensions. And there was quite a lot of things on there before it talked about anything to do with hidden disabilities. So by then I'm reading it and because I'm a strong believer in, I I've got imposter syndrome. I don't believe I'm worthy enough to be in my own disability category. And then I'm looking at that going, Oh, well, at least I can, you know, I can still walk. I'm not blind. You know, I'm not a war veteran. So I'm just asking for it for autism. Maybe I shouldn't do it. So in a way I kind of felt like the form was designed to hit people that way. Um, but there was the questions in there, uh, describe the nature of your disability, which caused you to apply for the, the, uh, the blue badge. You know, and it's a case of, look, I've, I've got autism. Um, I'm having difficulty, that's why I've applied. Um, it asks, do you have a severe disability in both arms? Uh, so you can't operate some parking meters? Uh, no, my arms are fine. So, again, it makes you believe that, oh, no, you know, come on. I am um, you know, feel like I'm pulling the wool. I feel like I'm not worthy of applying for it. You know, but then it asks about your condition. So, again, it only references autism, but only all the way down here now. Does it actually want to know about anything like this, where it talks about unable to walk or a hidden condition? So I'm obviously following down the hidden condition path with autism. And it asks, you know, Am I at risk near vehicles in traffic or car parks? Probably. You know, I don't know because I don't know who's there. I don't know what car park I'm going to be in. You know, it's not about the vehicles, the car parks, or the traffic. It's about everything that builds up and leads you to be there. Horrific traffic on the way. You know, Bad road rage from other drivers. People flipping you off as they drive past. Closed roads not finding anywhere to park, build all them things up. And when I get out the car, I'm ready to explode. I don't need then someone to appear in my eyeline going, excuse me, sir, have you thought about giving to sick children? Because then I want to punch them in the face. You know, not because they're asking about sick kids, but it's like, you don't need to talk to me. You know, and obviously I don't want to hit anyone in the face and I'd never really do that. I'd just be rude and ignorant and walk right past them as if they weren't even there. But it makes me want to, you know? because of getting there. So the question was a bit irrelevant, really. I struggle to plan or follow a journey. Like, no, I don't struggle to plan, but I struggle when it doesn't go to plan. So again, I can put it in the sat-nav of the night before, where I'm going, and if I follow that to the letter and there's no bad traffic, there's free car parking spaces, and I leave on time, get there with plenty of time, no concerns whatsoever, then I get out at the other end and I'm okay. But how often does that happen? How often do you get a free run? How often does everything just happen nicely now? It doesn't. And I have to go across the M62. And for those of you who know it near Leeds, Bradford, forget about it. It's always a traffic jam. It's always crazy people cutting in and out. You're always stuck. You know, so my journeys are not, 20 minutes my journeys are four hours you know there stay overs coming back so i'm away from home i'm stressed and bothered by that but these are the stresses and bothers i can deal with these are the things that are non-moving parts my you know boss is good enough to be a bit flexible to make sure i can stay where i need to stay and i'm not needing to stay in places with spas and hot, hot tubs i need to stay in places and no, like a premier in you know so if they are overpriced I can talk to my line manager or my boss and say, can I move them to when it's cheaper? Or is there any way we can pay a bit more this time? So I've got a little bit of flexibility on things I can already manage, but I can't manage bad traffic. That'll always exist by the time I get there. Never mind struggling to plan a journey. The journey's gone wrong. It always goes wrong because of other people's bad driving and other people's bad actions. Hmm. Um, impossible to control actions or lack of awareness of the impact your actions could have on others. I make people on edge, naturally. You know, an old boss said to me, my face can change the mood of a room. So the problem is when I, when all of these things have happened and they've all built up, when I get to the workplace, I'm not a happy, smiley, approachable person. I'm highly strung and I'm trying my damnedest to come down. Now that's not how I'm supposed to be at work. I'm supposed to be approachable. I'm supposed to be useful. I'm supposed to be a business support for people. And all I ever have in my mind is this crazy anxiety that I just hope by the time I've left, that I'd come down enough and we've made friends. So they can reach out, phone, email, teams, whatever. They know they can reach out to me without any fear because I know when I walk in a place, because of this traffic, because of the no parking spaces, I'm not the greatest I could be and this is what I'm trying to avoid. I regularly have intense responses to overthinking or overwhelming stimulations, causing temporary loss of control. Well, yeah, that's the borderline, isn't it? When everything hits that level and that imaginary person who comes up and says, do you wanna give to sick kids? That's when my outburst could happen, you know, hitting the wrong person at the wrong time, you know, trying to pay on a machine that you've got no idea how it works because they're all so different. And you're taking just a bit longer and someone behind you goes, come on, mate, I'm busy. You know, that's where you, you know, that is enough to make me just go, forget it, get back in my car and drive another four hours home. I'm getting angry. I've got my hands tensed. I'm getting really worked up about it. I don't know. Um. You know, it wants to know, uh, can you become extremely anxious or fearful of public spaces? And it's like, well, yeah, when the process isn't clear, like on parking meters, whether you've got to pay on an app or whatever it might be, and you don't know where you are. Yes. But the worst part about it all is it asks you to describe how your condition affects you when undertaking a journey from your vehicle to your destination. And it also wants to know what steps you're currently taking to try and improve your journey and how effective it is. Now, as much as I love those questions and they'd be really good, do you know what they've done? They put a limit where you're not allowed to use more than 200 characters. You've got to sum it up in a tweet. I can't, you know, if I was to say blind, it's done, five letters, we're finished. But how can I go into my personal level of autism and the reason, it's taken me a half an hour video to talk. (laughs) Sorely. And they want me to do it in 200 characters, you know? So these limitations from my perspective, it's designed to put you off. It focuses on the, the, uh, differences that you can see that are obvious, you know, can't walk blind, can't use arms. And then there's me who would get out of a car and it doesn't appear like there's anything wrong with him because it's all up here, you know, not mentioning hidden disabilities until later in the form. And then the questions don't become available. It's kind of like, it's an afterthought, you know? And then giving you those 200 characters, how how could you describe your autism and the problems it causes in 200 characters? I just had to sort of put one or two words and then like a forward slash and another couple of words forward slash just to try and maximize. You know, it's like stress, anxiety, but it's like, never mind. these are just power words. I'm not interested. I wanna tell you why I've got a problem. You know, the fact that I travel the country, there's so many different apps that I would need that I don't know about. There's so many different rules in different counties where, you know, they, they, they might not have, uh, where you're allowed to just park on a road because you need a disc. So the council will give you a disc that you have to apply for, but I'm not eligible because I don't live in those counties. You know, you might go online and find car parks on Google Maps, and then you get to those car parks and they're all full. Well, now where am I meant to go? You know, and then I'm in a place I don't know. I'm looking on the Google Maps and trying to figure it out. Following satnavs. I've got people beeping behind me because I'm stressed about it. You know, and it's like, it, you know, it's impacting work and that's why I need it, because what's the alternative? I just don't work, lose my house, try and get a council flat and have other stresses. No this will make a difference. I wouldn't use it to go in a supermarket. you know. I, I would use it to basically pull up to where I need to work, unload what I need to unload, let them know I've arrived, let them know I'm here and then say, where's the best place to park? Because obviously it's not there. You know, I've got a blue badge. Yeah, I'm allowed to park there, but I don't want to. But this gives me the breathing space to go and find somewhere suitable to park, because I would not take up a parking space for someone who I believe needs it more than I do. Even at supermarkets now, I park at the back, and I do have a special space that I always pull into as well. So if the special space isn't available, I go to the back. But it it has so many impacts that you can't justify in 200 characters. You know, like. My local supermarket, it has people in their car park cleaning the cars and they're not part of the supermarket, but they've obviously got a license to do so. So what I do is I drive up and down the aisles, snaking, to try and find someone already washing a car so I can pull up in the aisle, duck down behind, run past to get to the store so I don't get people hounding me going, you want your car wash, sir? You want your car wash? It's like, if I did, I wouldn't be hiding behind cars trying to get to the shop. And I'd approach you. you know. And I've been there, not found the space, and drove home without food because it causes me that much of a stress. It's a bother, my friends. It's a bother. So am I confident in getting it? Not at all. Not if they expect me to sum up the process and all the fears that it takes 30 minutes in a video to talk about and all the problems and they want me to do it in 200 characters. It doesn't give me hope. But I've applied. And I will do another video based off the decision they make and let you all know. But anyway, thanks for listening to me talk through a broken voice. I didn't cough much, which is brilliant. I'm dying to though. And uh, thanks for watching, and until next time, keep smiling.